this is Jason Hensley with the End of Week Encouragement Podcast, and in this episode, we are going to be discussing grieving for Israel. Now, I know that in the last couple of podcasts, we talked about Jerusalem and how much God cares about Jerusalem and how much we should care about Jerusalem too, but that was really the place, talking about the place and how much the place matters. And I think sometimes we can almost feel like there's this magicalness about the place. And yes, there's something very important about that land, and it was the land that was promised, and a land that God cares for. But one of the reasons that God loves that land so much is because of the people. I just want to read to you a verse from the prophet Amos. And I think this really brings out to us the care that God has for the people. This is Amos chapter 6, and it's actually a condemnation here of the people of Israel. Here's what it says in Amos 6, starting at verse 4. It says, verse 4, Woe to those who lie on beds of ivory and stretch themselves out on their couches and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp. And like David invent for themselves instruments of music, who drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils. Now, it'd be interesting if the verse just stopped there. Then you'd say, oh, I guess we're not supposed to lay on beds of ivory, or I guess we're not supposed to anoint ourselves with the finest oil. But it's actually a contrast. It's saying, woe to the people who do all these things, and then the verse continues, but, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Do you feel that contrast? There's a powerful contrast here in which God is saying, look, you people are doing all these things. You're just relaxing. You're having this good life. And yet, as you're having that good life, do you see that my people are being destroyed? This is such a powerful set of verses. Think about that. Think about it as we live our good lives. As we have lives where we aren't threatened, where the existence of our nation isn't in question. And in a lot of ways, we largely tend to avoid forms of hatred. You know, we're not really the targets of things like anti-Semitism. And yet, anti-Semitism today is growing by hundreds and hundreds of percentage points. It's a very difficult time right now for the Jewish community. And I think, therefore, the meaning of this verse gives us a principle for today. God was looking at his people and saying, how is it that you can look at the ruin of my people and not care? How is it that you can live your wonderful lives? And this is not a condemnation of us, right? I'm not, I'm not coming out here and saying, you are doing something bad. But I think this verse, we should just think about it. We should be thinking about the fact that we have these good lives, and yet God's people are living in such 
a scary time right now. And so what that means is that we should grieve for them. In all my prayers now, I've started praying for Israel. You know, not, not just the prayers that I say personally, but in all the prayers that I say with our family, the prayers I say at the Ecclesia, I think these are the kind of things we need to do. We should be saying prayers for Israel. I have a bracelet on with the name of one of the hostages. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to do that, right? But when I see that bracelet on my arm, it reminds me to pray that the hostages will be released. We need to pray for God's people. We need to pray for them in this time. And we need to pray ultimately that our God will send the day when the world changes, when all the prophecies are fulfilled, when the nations don't learn war anymore. Right? This is what we need to pray for. This is the time that's going to change things. So, what can we do? Well, I think, first of all, the prayers are a good place to start. Second of all, I think that people that you know who are Jewish, they would probably appreciate knowing that you care. I think they would appreciate knowing that unlike most of the people now in the world, where it feels as though people are turning on the Jewish community, you don't feel that way. And I think the more that we say that, and the clearer we make it, the better it is. I've just written a book called One Family, and it's about how true biblical Christians see themselves as one family with the Jewish community. Now, that doesn't mean that we agree on everything. We clearly don't, right? We, we have very different doctrines. But families don't always agree on everything. And so I think getting that attitude and telling people that you have that attitude, that right now, that's a place where our doctrines can make a really big impact. So we pray, we talk to people, and then who knows? Maybe there will be other opportunities that will arise, and ultimately we'll be able to share these ideas further. But I think that what we see in Amos is that our God doesn't just want us to live our comfortable lives and not recognize what's happening to other people. And particularly, right, we grieve for everyone, but I think in particular, at this moment, we grieve for the people of Israel, recognizing what Israel the nation is going through and what the Jewish community is going through. And therefore we pray. We pray that God will bring that day that will change everything. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on the End of Week Encouragement Podcast.